<laughs> intro song is fucking incredible, Ragnar. <laughs> please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your Hello and welcome to another installment of Calling Monroe, the best podcast in the world. Do you agree, Gulian? Yes. Good morning. Good good morning. It's 8.45 p.m. Good morning. Happy Shaitan de Uni. Yay. Do you think Monroe knows it's Shaitan de Uni? I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in like a week, I don't think. I think he's graduating tomorrow or something. Uh, have you spoken to him at all? No. Shit. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't know. Him. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you want me to call him, or do you not want to? Because you don't know him. Uh, let, let's call him. Yeah, let's try to get get to know him and see. <laughs> All right. What's up, guys? Hey, Monroe. Hey. How are you? Long time no speak. How's it going? Pretty good. Happy uh, Happy holidays. Hi ho, yippee! Exactly. I ho hippie. We are happy today. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Do you know the day of the today stuff? Do you know today? Uh, do I know today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I know it's a Wednesday. It's absolutely Friends Day, if you will. It's Satan the Uni. Wednesday's a Friends Day. It's Satan the Uni, bro. Satan the Uni. Yeah. Satan the Uni to you too. Exactly. It is uh, Independence Day. Oh, nice. This is when you got independence from the Danes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Was this yeah. not during World War Two, and Denmark was a little busy with another country, and then <laughs> yeah. you guys were just <laughs> wrote a little yeah. cheeky letter and said, <laughs> uh, "Guys, by the way, we're we're kind of leaving you," and there wasn't much they could do about it. <laughs> yeah, but that this is a an absolutely classic technique. Don't like knock it. It's like uh, your dad's watching sports or something, and you're like, "Hey, dad, can I uh, can I take some money and go to the store and buy some ice cream?" Like that's it's it's smart. Yeah, it's cunning. It's conniving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like the tactics of picking which parent you're going to ask permission before you go and do something. Yeah, exactly. Who was your go-to? Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess my dad probably just because my mom. Like I feel like because my mom was around more, then you know Ooh, she en- inevitably ends up being the the stricter one. So then if you know mm-hmm. you want something that's not quite so strict and you go to dad you get him to make up for the years of neglect <laughs> <laughs> my dad was around plenty he just he just worked well not that my mom i'm, I'm getting to oh bad my. area here all right <laughs> i was loved as a child i was loved a lot as a child and my parents Whatever, did a great man. job and they were both around keep digging that hole oh my days all right let's move on whose other parents can we discuss now <laughs> My dad did have some feedback from the last podcast. Okay, tell us your dad's feedback. So he said that um, he tried the banana thing where you split the banana into three, into into its individual segments, but he did it with his tongue to stop his fingers getting messy. I've seen Ragnar do that. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) I mean, but I'm not a a father. You could be. It's like, I don't... There's plenty of things that I have done that I hope Monroe's father doesn't still do. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm making no comment I've, there. 
I'll pleading I, the I, fifth. I have tried this, but I have I've pretty much failed uh, at doing this because it's hard. Like I, my tongue's not that muscular. Well, my dad seemed to suggest that he was successful. Oh. So, I mean, uh, someone's probably happy that your dad has a muscular tongue. Is all I'm saying. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> You know? All right, my parents have been discussed plenty on this podcast already. Let's, like, good, yeah. They don't listen to this podcast. Well, really how else would fine. my dad know about the banana thing? Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. it. All right, cool. Uh, moving swiftly <laughs> along, tell us, uh, tell us about your parents. Who was stricter and who was less strict? I don't know. It, it was when I wanted some stuff, like a video game, I just talked to my dad. If mm-hmm. I wanted candy, I talked to my mom. Nice. Okay. <laughs> your mom's a feeder. Yeah, she's And your dad is a, yeah. a hoarder. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I, I don't know which one of my I'd probably go to my dad because he was less likely to like actively care nice. as much. <laughs> like my mom would have like maybe perfectly good reason to not let me do something. But it would be more likely that my dad was just sort of his mind was maybe elsewhere, or he just had he just didn't really care as mm. much about whether I got candy or something. I think the loving indifference of a father. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes I would just you know sometimes you just do anyway. Like I remember, I got in loads of trouble. I, I'm going to go on record and say that it was a little bit unfair that I got in trouble for this because I took my allowance when I was this was before I started school. So yeah, I would have been like maybe four years old or something five. And I went down the street, which seemed like 400 kilometers at the time, but really wasn't that far, to the corner shop. And I spent it all on candy. And it was a 100 Icelandic kroner, uh, which isn't a lot of money. It's like 50p currently. Um, but it bought me 50 of these like chocolate-coated caramel balls. Ooh. So I came back with this like huge bag of candy. And they were disappointed in me and their son. <laughs> <laughs> and his economic decisions. Fuck with no economic head in him. You should have stuck that in the S and P five hundred, baby. You'd have like ten pounds today. I should have bought Bitcoin, dude. Oh yeah. My friend and I, we uh, we were going to buy Bitcoin in uh, two thousand and ten plus change. We discussed it. We were on our way to the Blue Lamp in Aberdeen. And we're like, bro, we should buy some Bitcoin. And like, yeah, dude, well, let's buy like fifty pounds each of Bitcoin. Yeah, bro. And then we sort of like gave it an extremely half-assed attempt. And we're like, man, this is too hard. I can't do this. <laughs> and we never bought it. And then I back calculated a couple of years back when Bitcoin was hitting the astronomical highs, and we would have made two and a half million pounds each. Oh, nice. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No, unfortunately, I am not. No, then we could afford the like 350 quid that it is for advertising for this podcast. Well, yeah, exactly. But as it is, we're just having to tell our moms to listen. <laughs> you're a doctor. You're a doctor. Yeah, you're a goddamn you doctor. You can pay. <laughs> no, not a doctor yet. Yes, you when are. When you graduate. Graduating tomorrow. Oh, shit. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Uh-huh. Okay, we have an advertising tomorrow then. What's that? We have an advertising tomorrow then. Yeah, yeah. If I, yeah. I, I that's what. So I was actually I was allowed to write a little a little thing on my uh, on my graduation photo because it's a digital thing, and I should have okay. written listen to the podcast calling Monroe. God damn it! Why, why didn't, didn't you? you? Why oh. didn't you do that? I didn't think. What did you write? Did you? Write, I, I love Mel. She's so lovely. Also, thank you, parents. Did you no, I made like I made such a, a dickish. Passive aggressive uh, slap in the face at my uni because basically there's a, there's a kind of running joke amongst the students that you pay nine grand a year, but then the best teaching you get is from PassMed, which is a software that you pay like 30 quid a year for. 
Um, mm-hmm. So on, I just wrote thanks PassMed on my photo. Wow, that's edgy. Yeah, it's funnier if you're in the in the in the group. I'm sure it's probably not, but yeah. yeah what mean, are you gonna do? I, I've committed I don't, now. I I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct response. That you, that's the response you deserve, Monroe. I don't get it. Oh, Should have. Uh, can you not change it? Can you not go back and do something about it? Uh, no, I mean I already submitted it four hours late, so I don't think they're gonna gonna let me change oh. it. You can just use use oh. your own pen when you get it and like write over it. It's digital. It's, yes, There's is no this such digital, thing as a digital on, on pen. Zoom yeah, tomorrow? Just, okay, just write on the screen then. <laughs> no, yeah, that that won't piss anyone off. Is there such a thing as a digital pen? Yeah, of course there is. What am I talking about? Yeah, There's those like uh, artists' sketchpad things. That that um, myth is a load of bollocks about um, the Russians and the Americans and their space race and and oh uh, yeah, the Russians uh, the the Americans spent millions creating a pen that would work in space and the Russians just use a pencil. That's all That's all bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, uh, the problem with using a pencil is that you get little graphite shavings and like little pieces of graphite that mm. float all over the place and they can go into fucking anything because there's no like floor in space yeah. that things just collect on. You can... Nerd. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, it, a- to add to the nerdiness, graphite conducts, doesn't it? So that if it landed on some circuit or something... Yeah, exactly. And you could, uh, you know, cause a short circuit, if you will, and a, maybe even a fire, man, maybe a fire. Uh, and a fire in space is bad, I think. Uh, history has taught us that. Has that happened? Uh, yeah, what do you mean? Has has there been a, fi- a fire in space? You said, you said history has taught us. Has there... One of the uh, Apollo, I can never put... Was it 11? To it. Or was it 13? Uh, Apollo 1, fire. Fire hardly... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Apollo 1, the fatal fire. So did it kill someone? Yeah, they died. Oh, damn. Yeah, shout out. (laughs) I still can't believe you had about two and a half million pounds today. Yeah, I mean, imagine how I feel. Yeah. Hey, are we going to have some theme for this episode? Uh, Me and two and a half pounds. Okay. I can't wait to have two and a half pounds. Two and a half million pounds. Would you have given me something? Uh, I wouldn't have known you. Oh, oh, exactly. I don't think, because uh, I met you at work. Yeah. Uh, no. Mm, yeah, I met you at work, and I. Am I not good enough for you? No. Oh, I mean, okay. I wouldn't have worked there. Why would I have worked there if I had two and a half million? Pa- this is something that grinds my proverbial gears, and I'm going to talk about it. I've had multiple conversations. Uh, about this specific thing and i always get the same response from people and it fucking pisses me off uh if i say to them that my main career aspiration is to not work anymore and to retire Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if i could like if it were my decision i would have you know to i have a calculator you need basically two million dollars or you know two million pounds i guess it depends on your cost of living but two million dollars is a decent amount because then if you this is your four percent rule yeah well, no, if, well, if you invest it uh you know decently uh if you take five percent off that then you're on a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year and you can go beyond the five percent to try to correct for inflation so you can hit like seven point something percent pretty reasonably so it should be you know hitting inflation and then some uh and then you can just live $100,000 a year forever. You don't have to work. Uh, and I say this to people and they're like, oh, but actually I wouldn't want to not work because what would I do? And it makes me want to... Still, what, what, would you, 
What would you do? You d- it's not fun to just be home all day. No, but like that's not. Do you think people like if there wasn't no, the concept I mean, of a nine-to-five job? Do you think you people can... would just sit at home? I no, honestly, Ragnar, I think that there would be a significant ma- majority of people, or a significant minority. I'm not sure, actually sure. What, some, some, a lot of people though would just sit at home. I I really or I really believe that. You think people just sit on their asses all day? Yes. If they didn't have work, I think people sit at home and get. It's like when sometimes I'll come back from uh, summer holidays and I'll be like, "Oh, what did you get up to?" And people, are, oh, I was just so bored. And I mean, I, I yeah, but that's because they're not. You don't have enough. If you were living a life where you have to typically work, and you know that takes up most of your sort of planned time per year, then yeah, when you get a couple months off, you're not going to have much to do because you're just starting from scratch. But if your life is that, you're going to find something to do. People do it all the time. Like, people find shit to do, and they always will. Uh, and you, instead of being forced to go somewhere every day, otherwise you won't be able to pay your bills, you can just choose what to do. Think, but, but sometimes you actually want to do what you do at work. Some people. Some work uh, is not fun, but some work is actually fun. That, that I think it's exceedingly... I think it's so rare on like a on a civilizational scale or what a societal scale for people's work to legitimately be what they want to do like i don't it's not my dream to show up and do like scientific research in the the capacity that i do it that's not my (sighs) mic drop yeah yeah, okay in your case it is but like think of every single supermarket worker and like that i know that but not one of them is like fuck yeah. If I could live a million lifetimes, every single one I'd be stuck in. I'm, I'm sure that's the type of work few want to do. But I also think yeah, like, but, think- but then work it still gives you a routine. Work still gives you social contacts and gives yeah, you exactly. people to hang out with outside of it. Uh, there are like there are a lot of things that yeah, yeah. work still gives you. Exactly. Yeah, but you don't need work for that. Like. You can get all those things outside I mean, of work. For and some the fact people that work, need it. Some people need it that way. And you have to be very self-motivated to find these things outside of having a, a structure given to you. Um, whereas work, work provides all that for you. Yeah, in a super dystopian sort of way. Like, there used to be more than nowadays, I think. I think this is true. I hate this whole, like, life used to be different. But uh, there used to be more avenues for community social interaction. Yeah that were guaranteed in people's lives uh, compared to today. So a lot of it was like religion played a big role. Like your your local church was like a a social club, essentially. Yeah. Um, Or there were, you know, legit social clubs or or youth clubs or or this sort of shit. Also, I mean, societies used to be smaller because it was harder to travel. Yeah, exactly. So some of that has, has died. And I think a lot of that is because people are having to work nine to five all the time now. And... I don't know. I, I disagree with you. I think the idea of, of you know, taking annual leave and having weekends off and stuff is is a pretty modern luxury. I think you know most like like those are those are pretty nice things to have as opposed yeah, to yeah yeah. No, to, I I agree actually, with that. Actually, what recently I've started to realize I've been watching this show on Netflix called Chef's Table. Okay. There there are like this three Michelin star restaurant guys or 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 woman. <laughs> the guys <laughs> smooth yeah, individuals yeah. if you will <laughs> okay, okay yeah, I'm gonna go on and they're they're live like they have the restaurant at their home okay and their whole life is like the restaurant basically their spouse works there too 
and they raise their children there, and they they don't take really vacation. I mean, once a year maybe, but their whole life is their work, and in a way they don't see mm-hmm. it as work. Yeah, they just see it as life. Yeah, but is that not? That's that's appealing. No, that's sad. No, not if they found something no. they they're passionate about and they really enjoy. And I think the other the other good distinction to make, I think, and it's a bit it's a bit of sort of pedantic terminology, but the distinction between financial independence and retirement, because I feel like most people when they think of retirement, they they picture it as though they now have to do nothing for the rest of their life. Whereas I think when you put it in the context of financial independence, then people frame it more or that or that sort of cultural financial independence is framed more in terms of you no longer have to work so if you don't enjoy your work you you don't have to do it but you can now do the job that you want to do or you can now do the roles that you want to do because they're not you're no longer seeking out a job purely for the financial gain you're doing it for the the purpose it gives you or for the benefit that it gives society right yeah that i mean that that's the thing that i'm talking about yeah but it, it's sad to me that people, when you talk them through the steps like this about how you want to have enough money to not have to work, that their first thing they jump to is this, that they couldn't function without having a nine to five job, rather than the fact that they, you know, maybe instead of being forced to have a nine to five job, they could, you know, do what they want in the way that they want to do it. But like still, Ragnar, maybe money isn't everything. No, it isn't everything. Of course not. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's more supports Ragnar's point there. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, I, exactly. I want to have enough money yeah, yeah, to not have yeah, to, yeah, right. like, I don't want to have to wake up every morning to do something I don't want to do just so that I can have money. Yeah, and, and what I said is, like, maybe you just need to, like those people, run the restaurant, and their main purpose is just to survive, not to get money, not to get rich. Also, I guess the, ca- the caveat to that is that Money is not everything to us. Money is not everything to us because we're rich. Ultimately, I mean, like, but this is no. I mean, but these just wanna. These people just wanna cook. There's enough money to get it. Let it go. There's on. a good point here, though. There's a good point here, and that's depression as a luxury disease and suicide as a a luxury affliction. Have you heard this? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So how it's more prominent in uh, more affluent societies. Yeah, and I, I'm not, I'm not sure about this because I I don't know if it is just more prominent in more affluent societies or if or more in diagnosed. places like the UK then mental health is is losing its stigma and so it's spoken about more. Whereas mm-hmm. in some of the poorer places, it's still got more stigma, so it's talked about less. I and I, I I honestly don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I exactly. yeah, I, th- I think exactly. it's impossible to disentangle this sort of stuff, but it is. I have an interesting yeah, yeah. anecdote that's worth nothing. Nice. Um, <laughs> and that is, Great. the anecdote is about camping. Um, camping? Uh, camping, yeah. Cam- uh, yeah. <laughs> this is already a boring story. <laughs> Holy shit, man. No, go on, go on. I was go about, on. Okay, th- you're going to feel bad about this because I was about to... I was about to break down the stigma and talk about my feelings. And you're already telling me that it's a bad story. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go on, go on. Sorry, sorry. Um, uh, I would say that I'm afflicted by this luxury disease in a way. And I thought about this a lot a couple of years ago when I went camping because I went around the country, around Iceland with my then girlfriend and a friend of mine. And we were gone for like 10 days um, and we we camped around. So we usually stayed like two nights per place and it was, it was fucking awesome. 
And the first night, uh, it was a bit weird. You sort of like got, you were getting used to the idea of camping. Uh, and it was, you know, you don't have the comforts of home and it was you know raining a little bit and it was a bit cramped and, and all this shit and you were tired. And then <clears throat> over the course of the 10 days, gradually you just sort of became camp life. And you could just, I could feel completely different sensation than what it was like to be in normal society because there wasn't a lot of the nagging uh, I don't know a lot of these like bullshit emotions that are present in everyday life and a lot of it felt like it was because our main concerns that day were what are we going to eat where are we going to sleep uh, what's the weather like and these like super basic uh, things that you sort of stop worrying about in everyday life in an affluent society where all those things are trivial yeah. at best for for people like us. Uh, and you're sort of in those situations, you're all your, you know, the, the everyday life that we are fortunate enough to lead, all these sort of base needs are kind of taken care of by default. And it kind of frees up room in your brain for all this horrible bullshit and all this like these existential thoughts and all that sort of stuff that, you, that bogs you down. Mm -hmm. But in camp life, when things were, when you lived a stripped down existence, holy shit, it was completely different. And I was, I had to fly back for a meeting halfway through and I came back and I hated it. And then I just flew back out there to camp life and like sitting down on that camp chair, it was just exhaled and just like breathed out all that fucking stress from one day of going back to society. It was so weird. Yeah. But think if you feel like this at work, imagine if you feel like that when you're working, that's actually something I, I think some people actually do. I definitely agree. I mean, I've done a few trips and camping-y type things and backpacking and whatever, and I, I definitely feel exactly the same thing, where you just, like, there's just no more worrying about, you know, trying to make sure you've, like, got the right, got the cheapest broadband provider, or, like, the, all, <laughs> all, or you, your council tax coming in, or worrying about, like, like all these trivial things that don't really matter, but also you kind of just do have to worry about them and do have to, I do have to make them matter so that you function and so that it all, it all works. But there's also, the, I think the bigger stuff, right? Like you're not worrying about your legacy when you're trying to find food to eat. No, but then how, like, I can't say I spent too much of my time thinking about my legacy. Do you spend a lot of time thinking about your legacy? Probably too much. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah uh so talking about rural versus urban life i guess which is sort of what we're talking about there's a, a super interesting set of ex well not set of experiments observations i'm gonna google this to make sure once again that i'm not talking absolute shit yes there we go it's called dunbar's number have you guys heard of dunbar's number oh that does ring a bell yeah why does uh, that ring a bell what is that? everything in scotland is called dunbar's i think it's possibly <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's suggested in the 1990s by British anthropologist Robin Dunbar, who found a correlation between primate brain size and Avril, Avril Levine, <laughs> average social group size. <laughs> so primate brain size and average social group size. And I fucking love this, uh, this thing. I think about it. How all many the time. skater boys can you know? Um, <laughs> exactly. Before you have to say, see a later boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he used the average <laughs> bum, bum, bum! He used the, <laughs> the average human brain size and extrapolated from uh, primate results 
uh, and he proposed that humans can comfortably maintain 150 stable relationships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's been, the, the number's been, uh, I don't know, it's thought to be somewhere between 100 and 250. As stable. a friendship, isn't it? No, it's it's not as a friendship. It's like a stable relationship. So you can have, uh, if you have a society of up to that many people, you can have an individual uh, like personal relationship and knowledge of them as individuals with every single oh. one of those people. Yeah, I'm currently reading a book called uh, You're Not So Smart. And it's a collection of blogs all about th- ways that your mind is not so smart and ways that you're not as capable as you might think you are, tricks that you might play in you. And I think one of the recent chapters was actually on this, talking about this number of the limited number. I think it's interesting. I remember I read about it somewhere, and they were talking about Gore-Tex. <laughs> uh, shout out to Gore-Tex if you oh, want to sponsor that, us. No. Uh, Fuck Domino's. Gore-Tex. I could get on board with Gore-Tex advertising. <laughs> we didn't have an advertisement. <laughs> Well, hit us up if you work for Gore-Tex. Um, oh fuck, Malcolm Gladwell talked about this. I don't know. I never. I always feel like a like a like a sheep if I talk about Malcolm Gladwell. I just whatever. started listening to his podcast, Revisionist History, and it's better than ours. If you're listening to ours, go and listen to his instead. <sighs> whatever, Who is man. that? I I don't even know who it is. Malcolm Gladwell. He was a star of Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> He's, he's, a, he's a famous economist. Uh, he was he was one of the, he was one of the two Malcolms on the side in Malcolm in the Middle. So there's three Malcolms there. The one in the middle, and then Malcolm Gladwell was the one on the right. I think oh. Malcolm X was on the left, uh, and yeah, Malcolm James McCormick, aka Mac Miller, was Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex uh, apparently discovered that if more than 150 employees were working in one building different social problems could occur. Uh, so they started splitting themselves up into like units of 150 employees. So I don't know if it was good, bad or neutral for them. Oh, that's cool. This concept of Dunbar's number is something I think about a lot because I have very conflicting thoughts about this specifically. And it's on the one hand, I am super pro globalization and I am pro uh, multiculturalism and mm-hmm. you know exchange of ideas. And uh, that necessitates large groups of people. And on the other hand, I feel like there's inherent truth to this Dunbar's number thing and moving beyond it creates a lot of complications for people that create a lot of conflict. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Even even just on uh, like um, my year at medical school was like 250 people and that, that was stressful when you get to, you go to an event and then there's so many people who mm-hmm. you kind of, you catch their eye and you both kind of know each other, but you don't really care about each other, but then you've got to go and speak to each other now. And do you remember the name? Do you not remember the name? Do you remember any nice details about them? Like, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. So an interesting little uh, experiment or, or just a uh, activity that I did the other day mm-hmm. was I wrote down all the people that I actively want to to maintain friendships with. So I, I've lived in uh, Aberdeen most of my life. I lived in Iceland for a year. I'm now down in Bristol. I'm going to be moving to Torquay um, and so Turkey. the number of friends that I have, they're kind of dotted over the place. Um, and then, mm. and then you, and then you get these friends that you don't want to miss out of being in contact with them. But then you also feel like it's quite difficult to maintain contact with all these people. And so I just wrote out a list of the people who I actually really value and really want to stay friends with. And the actual number only came to about 10 people. And it was, yeah, it's quite a, 
fun little activity. And I, I definitely recommend. Why were you Did doing you? that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's you just a really why. sad thing. <laughs> well, no, to do. it's not because there is. I, I've got friends. Like these are the people I'm gonna talk to when I move abroad. Yeah, well, like I, you know, you've got these friends, and it's sometimes it's quite it's it's quite difficult, I think, to actually like maintain good relationships with people when you don't live very close to them. Um, where and then and I always felt like, oh, you know, it's just like it's it's a lot to try and keep track of. So then I just thought, you know, I'll just write down the people that I I really want to try and make an effort to phone or want to try and make an effort to keep up with. And it actually only came to ten, and that was very like. Then I was like, oh, that's really manageable. So you're not gonna. Talk to other people. Well, it's not that I won't talk to other people. I'll definitely still like talk to other people and whatever. But am, am, am I not there? Well, you know, you're not on the list yet, Gudjon. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we friends? <laughs> we are friends. We're making a podcast together. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him what you said before we called him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you being a shit. Did you? Did you make this list? The two questions, two follow-up questions. Did you? have anything in front of you while you're making the list like were you scrolling through your facebook friends or was it based purely on what you had in your noodle uh second follow-up question uh what's Ragnar where you did you filter it yeah okay that's third follow-up question am i there (laughs) the second follow-up question was did you like filter it before in any way like were you like i assume you weren't putting down your mom and dad and shit right like you filtered it a little bit before you started writing things down. Yeah, I haven't included I haven't included anyone anyone that's family in it. It's purely purely friends. Um, I didn't have anything in front of me. I just I oh I guess I looked through WhatsApp stuff because that's because Facebook's just a bit of a, a maze of of a mixture of friends, acquaintances, and people. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess I looked through WhatsApp groups to see who I'd been chatting to, and then look in groups at, like in the in the groups to see like who there who there is in there and stuff. Um, and then try and take it from there. Uh, do you want to read out the list? No. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting game. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a friend of Monroe's, uh, if you think that you're, <laughs> if you think that you're not on the list, be in touch. And if you're right, I will PayPal you a dollar in like consolation. You know what, this this has started making me look like a cunt when it actually was meant to be this wholesome thing to try and help people stay in connection with people they really care about. <laughs> and all. Yeah, we took the we looked at the bad side of this. You now, did. I think I think this is perfectly <laughs> fine from you. What I thought was a little weird oh not weird, but I you did a little Facebook cull the other day. Yeah, I did. This I, is something I got rid of about two hundred people. I think I had like six hundred four six hundred friends and now I'm down to about four hundred. I got rid of about two hundred people. Question is why? Uh, I guess when I go on my feed, I just only want stuff that is uh, uh, like people. I only want to hear about stuff from my friends and people I actually reasonably care about. But doesn't it um, already like? Doesn't Facebook do that algorithmically? Uh, well, no. I guess is the easy answer. Nice. I don't. I'm not that active on Facebook mm. in terms of what I actually input to it. So I don't know how. Uh, so it maybe doesn't have that much data to actually collect because I don't go around liking everyone's posts that often. Fair. I don't know. I don't. The people that I know who've done these like Facebook calls, it's, I've always found it a bit weird. It's all a bit like, I'm getting rid of all these Facebook friends because Facebook is so fake. Mm. Like this sort of shit that... But the one thing, you can actually just block people. You yeah, don't you can hide people. From. But I mean, that's at that point, you might as well just get rid of them because like... 
But I don't, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything obnoxious or weird about it, though, because I I do not think that one single of those people that I deleted will ever notice that I am no longer friends with them on Facebook. I've noticed that someone has unfriended me in the past, and this is a person. Really? This is a person that I've never <laughs> interacted with in any capacity. Um, I don't think, and I still I remember seeing like suggested friends with someone that I knew that I had been friends with before, and I was like, "Oh, you piece of shit! Why did you do that?" But there was no there was no chance that we were ever yeah, going to interact. I, it's actually happened to me before. You know who we should uh, who I shoot out on Facebook? Who the Indian chap that has ah. our URL? <laughs> yeah, uh, if you go on facebook.com slash calling Monroe, it doesn't give you our podcast unfortunately it gives you an indian male ravi mina he's a good looking chap nice hair but why why when you type in facebook.com slash calling monroe it comes up with him i have no idea it makes no sense because calling yeah, there's monroe nothing is... about anything to do with monroe or calling people anywhere on his facebook page this guy is pretty cool yeah and he loves his mummy papa he does <laughs> Yeah, like uh, so I've, any any listeners out in uh, in Rajasthan, if they happen to know a Ravi Mina, yeah, to tell then, him to uh, change his goddamn Facebook URL thing. Yeah, <laughs> so we can have. But it. we all we have international listeners, don't we? You bet your motherfucking ass, we do. Uh, yeah, we do. We've had we've had a listener in uh, Chile. That's that's pretty spicy, if I say so myself. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, we've had uh, people in in the Ukraine. Is that people say the Ukraine? I find that weird. That it bothers me. Yeah, uh, he does that. Yeah, I've heard that? it like plenty of times. In in the Ukraine, I'm gonna Google the Ukraine. It's, it um, is just Ukraine. The Ukraine used to be the usual form in English, but since the declaration of independence of Ukraine, the Ukraine has become less common. Okay. Yes. That is a little rock fact for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of global, there's something that I've noticed when I talk to people including you, I think. I'm not so sure. Maybe not you, but maybe someone. So th- when people travel somewhere where they go you know, to a different country, they always come back and they say, oh, the food was so good, or they comment on the food, right? And how it was good. Yeah. Uh, there's one yes. place in the world where this does not hold true, and people always come back saying the food was so bad. And it's Where's that? China. China. Oh, China. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your? Is, you've been to China, Monroe, to, <laughs> and Scotland. I've been to both those places. Scotland is good. You get <laughs> deep fried haggis and shit. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So I, the caveat I would say to that is, is I feel like the thing people are missing is when they go on holiday, they eat in restaurants all the fucking time. So of course the food I mean, is good. Yeah. But uh, no, China's food was good. I guess it wasn't like it. Yeah. I, I suppose of the places that I've been to, it's probably uh, not amazing actually no it depended where you went there was some incredible food in china and it was there was some incredible and really cheap food there was there was one so i was i was in china with mel and we went and got some chinese dumplings and i can't remember how much they cost but they were cheap as chips and they tasted delicious but they did have the unfortunate side effect that they gave us pretty immediate diarrhea there we go that's however <laughs> however they tasted so good, and we were like, you know what? We, we've committed to being sick now, so we went back at dinner for seconds. No! No! <laughs> what the hell? So, if that is not a testament to the fact that there is delicious food in China, I do not know what is. Fair enough. Yeah, my, I've, I've never been there, so I have no idea, but this... Uh, I'm I've I've been converted. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the, the worst sickness you've had? Like, what's the... the illest you've been 
Oh, <laughs> the most sick I've been yeah. was uh, I caught Giardia, which is a little parasite um, in my belly from India. Okay. Um, I think I got it from some raw goat mm, soup that I ate. You had raw goat um, soup? Well, in fairness, so I was, I was on a bus and then... Oh, you had raw bus. goat um, soup on a bus. Yeah, well, it, it, it looked it looked like a bad idea, but I I'd, I got chatting to this Buddhist monk, and then this Buddhist monk was like, "Oh, I'll take you for lunch." And then Jeez. I went for lunch with him, and he, he brought me this. He said he said to me, he was like, "What do you like?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't I don't mind like uh, uh, soup, vegetables, meat, like whatever." And then and then he went away. And he came back with this bowl, which was soup with vegetables and meat in it. <laughs> Why didn't you go with him? And then, well, I don't know. I was just sitting down. It was kind of this restaurant-y place. Um, and then I looked at the meat and it, it didn't look, it didn't look that good. And it was still a bit pink and it wasn't, it wasn't loving life. Um, but just with the, the, the context of the situation, I just felt a bit bad to be like, oh, I'm not going to eat that. Um, so then I just chomped that down and proceeded to have diarrhea for the next two years. <laughs> two years? <laughs> two years, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So I had, so from there, I then had. I, I, I've had that whole my, li- whole my life. <laughs> You've had diarrhea your did whole I life? Eat some, yeah, did I eat some bad meat? In the womb? <laughs> yeah, the as a womb? child, you just, you just have undiagnosed raw diarrhea. Goat, some raw goat. Oh, man. You've had diarrhea your whole life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you just blew my i mean i've i've been on like antibiotics and a bunch of stuff lately and i've had like i feel like i've had diarrhea for so long now but it's been like a couple <laughs> of months of just like unpredictable bowel movements and i've yeah. you just put me in my place i've i've gained perspective <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy shit all of a sudden, my two years seems quite yeah. all right. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Uh, the sickest I've been was uh, I ate some dodgy Chinese food in Bulgaria, um, and I got salmonella. And apparently, there's like variants in how how bad salmonella can be because I've know people who've gotten it who said it was not that bad at all, and they just continued with their life. You know, you know, Ragnar, you're a geneticist. What's your point? There is a, va- a big variation in salmonella. I'm not a salmonella geneticist. What am I, a fucking salmon? Yeah. yeah After calling yeah, out the yeah, nerd yeah. earlier, Guthion coming back strong with the nerd. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to give you a wedgie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like them. <laughs> they keep my diarrhea in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've had people <laughs> I've had people say to me that salmonella is not that bad, and I, I had to be put in hospital <laughs> with a fucking IV drip. <laughs> okay okay i couldn't i didn't eat or sleep for like a week i was i thought i was gonna die <laughs> that's sad why would that be it was horrible it was so bad i was just like i remember and going to the hospital i was like on my way in there being like helped and i had to just take a step to the side and throw up into like this flower bed by the door to the hospital like i couldn't even fucking <laughs> i couldn't function so, oh you, my days! Yeah. What about you, Guyan? What's the what's the sickest you've been? Um. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Nice, perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I think I got a flu sometime. Or something. 
<laughs> no problems in your life. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, but I also had like some actually. No, I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Uh, very healthy. Perfect. Uh, Monroe, I think it's almost time for our weekly skill. Do you have our weekly for skill? It? Yeah. I I have two things for it. Oh really? I hope I hope we're all very excited. Okay. 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 One, which there was the teaser for last week. Okay. And it's the fact that if you take a piece of spaghetti and you hold it at its ends, uh, dry or, or or hard. I mean, it's boiled or not. <laughs> Dehydrated. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then you snap it. It will always snap in three pieces. It will never snap in two. Really? Yeah. Oh, and there, I don't. I don't know why, but there's a cool. Um, oh, what's that YouTube channel called? What's it called? What's that? Will it blend? No. What's What's that science guy called? He does YouTube. He's an, he's in a smarter every day. Yeah, there's a cool so there's a cool YouTube channel uh called Smarter Every Day and he does a video on it where he looks at it in slow mo and explains it better than I. But that's that's the first one. What if you had a machine Second, what if you had a machine that was uh that could encapsulate the entire spaghetti and you know, it was like metal and then it just like broke. I don't know. You know what I mean? It I holds. think that's possible, we, we but that, that, that wasn't the, that wasn't the rules I said. I said you have to hold it by the edge. You oh, could yeah, put yeah, like fine. a straw through half of it and another straw, and that yeah. And the other fact, which <laughs> is an, is almost as good, people. So hold on to your seats. Wait, hold on. I um, have a, I have I have an interjection first, an ejaculation, if yeah. you will. Uh, if you take two eggs <laughs> and you hit them together yeah. with yeah. sort of reasonable force. Uh, so you can't be a police officer. <laughs> uh, then only one of them will break. Nice. So instead of tapping your egg, is it something to do with like? Is it something to do with that Napoleon? Napoleon stuff Dynamite. Told us last time. Yeah. No, the Napoleon egg. Oh, Columbus. You mean that was Columbus's egg? No, absolutely. Ah, it's it has nothing. That's that's not the same guy with that. Yeah, Napoleon and Columbus. They were actually uh, yeah identical the, twins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what's your other skill, Monroe? So my other skill is the get a bottle, like a, a beer bottle, a glass beer bottle. Okay. And then uh, it's better if it's empty and then okay. put it in your mouth mm-hmm. and then suck so that you're <coughs> sucking all the air out of it. And then you jam your tongue down in it and then you take it away and yes. the bottle's just hanging on your tongue and you have loads of fun with it. Um, what? That, that's really? your skill? Yes, no. I only found it out about that's four months a, ago. That's not a skill. That's, what the well, hell I are mean, you talking? <laughs> that's like, oh yeah, if you if you walk up to your door and you, you take the handle and you pull it down, it opens. This, this is something that everyone <laughs> yeah. does. No, it's just—it's obvious. What are you talking about? It's, it's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. You put Have water. Have you done it before? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Who hasn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Fuck how you is guys. obviously not you? Obviously not you. How is it a skill? Like what? Well, I was breaking spaghetti into a skill. I mean, a lot of our things have been pretty loose definition of a skill. <laughs> yeah, but I feel this is a new low, man. This is an absolute low. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> I have to give credit to my mate Leo for showing me that. Although, did he show also... it to you as like, was he excited to show you this? Was he like, bro, you have to see this? No, I think he just did it. <laughs> and then me and my other mate were with him at the time. We're like, whoa, that's cool. Both of I your minds were blown? And, yeah. And, and were, were you not like... Were you on something? No, no I wasn't. What? 
I cannot believe that. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you guys. Aren't you a doctor? <laughs> oh, another doctor theory. Well, I bring up the the hair theory, Ragnar, or will I leave that? I don't remember what it is. The fat, the fat. Oh, I'm good, and you knew about it as well. The fat hair oh, theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, you might as well just get all your stupid out at once, right? All right. Yeah, I'll get. <laughs> okay. Well, now you said I'm a doctor. I've got, I've got a really solid theory. Which so I, I put on a little bit of Corona kilos, and I'm currently in the process uh-huh. of losing them. Uh-huh. And what I th- thought was that my belly has got bigger as I've got fatter, and I've got some hair on my belly so then was i when i'm fatter does do i grow more hair to that skin and then when i get slimmer does the density of does the, the hair stay there so that i've got a denser more dense hair on my belly when i get slimmer again no why why not though because you're stretching the skin you're not create like yeah. you're but just it's not stretching just, it it's so you know you know if i lose all my weight yeah i would have <laughs> like, I'm, that, I'm 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 not thin. I've got a lot of hair. So if I just like lose weight, I'm not gonna lose weight. I I, I see you saying it's just it just stretches. But yeah. if I like you just have to grow extra skin to get a certain level of fatter. Do you? Yes. It can't just no, keep stretching just, until you just, just pop. Can it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> no. Of course. No. But hmm, but like people that get real fat and then get skinny, they have stretch marks. I guess that doesn't make any point at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I want to make you feel better. And that okay. is five years ago, username El Fernandez posted this on Reddit. If a person gets fat, do they grow more hair follicles on their stretched skin or does their body hair get more spread out? So you're not the first. Yes. Uh, they got no replies. <laughs> oh, nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. <sighs> it's a mystery. If you know, if you know then hit us up at Instagram calling Monroe. Uh, if you nobody if knows. you don't know, which is more likely, then rate us on fucking Apple Podcasts. Yeah. For every rating we get, Monroe is going to donate a hundred pounds to children in need, aren't you, Monroe? <laughs> Lol. You gotta now. You gotta now. Uh, or or why don't no, why don't we do it? I'll I'll for every I'll take an item of clothing off on the podcast. Oh lovely. Oh nice. Yeah, I like that. The, and that'll be a video too video uh, episode yes uh hit us up on instagram our email is calling monroe at gmail.com if you want to send us anything uh keep we haven't mentioned anyone who gave us feedback but loads of people did and we just didn't get around to it because we were too busy talking about our our other stuff we, yeah his dad oh yeah his, his dad, dad his his, dad. Uh, his degenerate dad uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah just just keep Keep on trucking, I guess, is my my, my take-home <laughs> message to the people, you know? Uh, Monroe, do you have any take-home messages? Just do what you got to do. Oh, nice. Ooh, I don't even know your name anymore. Good on. Do you, do you have any take-home, any parting words? You don't know my name. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your parting words? Yes. <laughs> no. Goodbye. You're feeling low. There's one thing Your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe